Hey everybody, welcome to Backyard Blue 2.0. It's two brothers talking sports and whatever else comes our way. I'm brother number one, by birth order anyway. I'm Blake Miller. My students call me Mr. Miller. Mama used to call me Moose. And uh, dude, we're just not going to figure it out, and it's okay. I'm cool with it. On the other side of the screen is my brother from the same mother. Brother number two, the hunt dog, the hunt daddy, the head hunter. My daughter calls him Hump. Evan calls him Bump. She's been saying it like crazy all the time, man. Bump. 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 Hump and Bump. That sounds like Definitely. a playlist, like a 90s R&B playlist. Hump and Bump. That should have been our yeah, podcast look. name. Hump and Bump. <laughs> we don't get that much. Uh, what do they call the, what do they say, Riz? Yeah. Is that the new thing? We don't have enough of that to be a, like an R&B type, type show. There was a song from uh, the Red Hot Chip Evers a long time ago called Humpty Bump, and I thought of that just now. was not planning to talk <laughs> about the Chili Peppers and uh, Humpty Bump. Uh, that Maybe that's a new new nickname we need to add to the list. I need whatever um, energy Flea's got. I know that. Man, no, there's no way. There's no way. He <laughs> that beats that bass like, like nobody's business. That dude is wild. He is something else, man. Uh, you say you're at karate tonight? Oh, yeah. How's, how's that? New. How'd that go? It was interesting. Grady made it. It was an hour class. Grady made it to about thirty minutes, <laughs> and uh, Easton did good the whole time. Then they got to do some rolling on like a mat, so they like front rolled. So once he was doing that, it was now Jackson wants to do it. Like it's a whole thing. So it went good though. Is he going to get to like relate it to wrestling a little bit, and maybe get to use some of the stuff and get excited about it? Well, Grady thought we were going to wrestling. <laughs> That's what he thought we were doing. He's like, so who do I have a match with? <laughs> You're, no, wrong sport uh, so yeah up until he actually started he thought he was going to be wrestling somebody so uh, no it was it was good it was interesting anything you do with kids is has a good chance of being interesting like you just never know what's going to happen you really never know basketball hey, karate they like it so they're they're about to get geese and they'll start going for belts and like their white belt and yellow belt and orange i forget what order they go into but uh yeah so they're fired up about it is the gi like the thing they wear yeah learn something new every day at least i'm pretty positive it is that's what i've been calling it we always say uh two brothers talking sports and whatever else comes our way well geese just came our way yeah this is definitely the whatever else we're not going (laughs) to talk about geese and uh hump day bump the whole entire podcast we are going to talk today about the NBA trade deadline. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Recording this around 9.05. Trade deadline passed about seven hours ago. And uh, reactions are still pretty fresh around here in Memphis. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the the trades that went down. We'll talk about the Luke Kennard to Memphis deal and a three-team deal with the Clippers and the Rockets. And we'll also talk about the Super Bowl. Ever heard of it? The Super Bowl? Now you are a Cowboys fan. Never heard of it. You don't know what it is anyway. I won one on the the PlayStation like six months ago. What did you say? I won one on the PlayStation like six months ago. Hey, Madden counts for something. That's right. We got a lot of of Super Bowls if Madden counts. You got that right. Madden 97 on the Super Nintendo. Let's go. (laughs) Undefeated. Only thing I remember about that game is you made it snowy and your team had white jerseys. Oh, man. The other team had no luck. No chance. No chance at all. It was just ghosts running down the field. I remember on Madden, the player that I used, I mean, like Tecmo Bowl was Bo Jackson. I never played it, but like I heard everybody talking about it. And I know like Bo Jackson <laughs> was the unlockable thing on Tecmo Bowl. But Have mine you seen was, the Family Guy clip no. of that? Oh, I mean, no, oh my God, it's hilarious. It, you got to go back. It, Peter's just running around the whole field. Like, oh, you can't catch me. Oop, there I go. Oop, wait. It, it goes off like five minutes, but go ahead. Mine was... Uh, you probably never heard of him because he played he played for the Panthers. He played for the Saints before that. Sam Mills. I could run middle linebacker blitz with the Panthers with Sam Mills and get to the quarterback every time, running back every time. It did not matter. I was going to make the tackle behind the line of scrimmage with Sam Mills. He was so awesome. Nobody probably cared to hear re- that, but, you know. I don't remember really any of that game except being a kid at the cabin and trying to figure out how to play, and I just love doing the snow with white jerseys because – about the only advantage I could get. You were like five, so it makes sense that you don't remember. Yeah. Maybe even four. 
It's probably the first game you ever played. I was more of a Frogger guy up there. <laughs> great at Frogger. You were great at Frogger. Frogger, Frogger MVP. <laughs> Let's get into the trade deadline a little bit. The uh, Grizzlies made a move. Maybe not the move everybody thought they were going to make. Maybe it was what you thought they were going to make. Um, the Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. Uh, small forward, sniper from the Los Angeles Clippers. A good shooter. The three-team deal had them send out uh, Danny Green to the, and some second-round picks. I think the second-round picks went to the Clippers. I'm not sure of the exact shape of the deal, but I know the Rockets got uh, Danny Green and John Wall. The Clippers got Eric Gordon, and the Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. Just before we dive into everything, what is your just general thoughts on getting Luke Kennard? I think good. I mean, um, if you would ask me a week ago with Danny Green coming back or Luke Kennard, I probably would have been 50-50. You keep whichever one. It, it, it wouldn't really matter. I don't think it changes where you're going much. But then after watching Danny Green play the past couple games, he looks like Chandler Parsons or early Vince Carter when he came to the Grizzlies just couldn't move. Like, he looked uncomfortable running. So, after seeing that, like, his shot looks fine, and he can stand in the corner and hit threes, but he was just going to get eaten up on defense. So, um, I know Kennard's not good defensively, but he's going to be better than that. And just having somebody that can get up and down the floor. Uh, you know, I don't know what his role is going to be. I think he'll just be a bench player, maybe close some games. With Dylan still on the, on the roster, that's going to be interesting to see how Dylan handles that because I do think you're going to need that spacing to close – close games but um all in all i mean i think it's a good move i wish it was like our secondary move and i know we'll talk more about that but um yeah i just wish we would have done something else and he was just added depth to our bench as a as a sniper instead if you're looking at him to come in and change the landscape of this year i think that's and what we can accomplish then i I think that's a i don't think that's the move we made yeah I kind of had this feeling like after everybody else made their moves that like the Grizzlies needed to do something big, but maybe they don't. Maybe like even Phoenix or getting Durant, like they have no depth. There's nothing on their bench. They really emptied the whole thing. Maybe it doesn't matter because it's Kevin Durant. They'll probably play. Well, and my big thing about that was Chris Paul hasn't made it to a playoff in the past, what, four years without missing time. Like you're betting on them being completely healthy because if one of them goes down, I mean, if Chris Paul goes down, maybe you can survive with pain if he gets back. But, I mean, they just have – you're relying on those three playing 35 to 40 minutes every game. And, man, that's a lot to ask for Kevin Durant and Chris Paul these days. I mean, Durant's still not back. And then we know uh, Booker yeah. has had plenty of his health issues. He just came back, what, Tuesday? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's just kind of wild. I don't think wild. he played tonight. What do you say? I don't think he played tonight, Booker. Yeah. I, I, did I didn't he? check specifically tonight. But uh, it would make sense that he didn't. Um, that's a lot. It it feels kind of like a desperation move, but what a move for the the owner to the new owner Matt Ishbia to take over. What like earlier in the week, and then within a few days, no, he's got the press conference yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, absolute insanity. Um, good for them. I kind of felt like I because of those moves, I wanted the Grizzlies to you know do something bigger because I kind of feel like that's our competition and they're stepping up a level and. The West just got a little tougher, which I think if we had been saying back and forth, like the West seemed easier this year, and uh, maybe it is as tough as it usually is now uh, after some teams kind of bolster their their rosters. Now, I do think he finally provides you with some real wing depth. Uh, currently, we ju- I felt like we just had Dylan that you, air quotes, trust as a wing player outside of Desmond Bain. And that you were hoping you would trust Zaire. You were hoping you could trust John Conchar. You're hoping that maybe one of these rookies, Roddy LaRavia, steps up and becomes something. Maybe you hope Green became something. So far, you've gotten nothing outside of Brooks. And what Brooks has given you has been questionable, too. But we'll say like he's a proven NBA starter. He's an NBA starter. Like we're, We trust him being on the floor. He's a real NBA player. We didn't have anybody else beyond that to play that position. So I do think today – Getting Luke Kennard to put in that rotation, it makes me feel safer if Dylan goes, like, just is not himself, cannot get out of the slump. It makes me feel better if Dylan gets hurt, like, we have somebody to plug in there. Like, if Dylan got hurt, we're playing Conchar at the three in the playoff series, and that's terrifying. Like, absolutely terrifying. At least if Brooks can kind of hold the four down and stuff, but a real wing piece in the lineup 
has me pretty excited. Is that your general feeling too? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, he adds some depth to the bench. You know, I don't, his defense is awful, so I don't know how much you can play like him, Bain, and Ja together. Um, like they're going to really have to play with their rotations and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because really, like Dylan's our only feels like plus defender on the wing, which yeah. worries me. You know, Bain can hold his own, but if, you know, if he's got to go up against Durant or Booker or LeBron or somebody, he's going to get eaten up. Like, he's just not that defender. Uh, in the same way with Kennard, I'd like to see them, you know, maybe do something in the buyout to, uh, you know, buy somebody or if somebody gets bought out, maybe pick them up. They can help out a little bit defensively. But that was the, my only other thing was, like, just OG and Anobi, and then when maybe you thought that we could get, um, oh, what's his name from? Mikhail Bridges. Like, when that thought was out there. Just to have somebody that can still hold their own defensively. Um, that's the that's the thing that worries me the most. The one I fell in love with, the idea of anyways, was uh, DeMar DeRozan. I know he wasn't a three-point shooter and stuff, but he was the one that I just kind of, as soon as I heard it, I got so attached to the idea of having DeMar DeRozan and maybe even like bringing Caruso along with him. There's so many guys out there that I was like, I could I talk myself into being a member of this team. And uh, I, like you said, I, I kind of was hoping this would be like the secondary trade and they had something bigger lined up. But, uh, I mean, nonetheless, they're better today than they were yesterday. Canard, I think Canard is a significant upgrade over Danny Green, and they didn't give up anything. You're right. They did not give up anything of consequence. Ultimately, this comes down to, like, they gave up Melton and a couple of second-round picks to get Roddy and um, Canard, who is signed for a couple more years at least. That's the big thing. Yeah. If he's good, you got him for two years and and a team options on one of them, so – and it's a tradable contract too. Like that—that's a contract that can help match salaries of somebody bigger. So, I—I I think it's a good move. It's a good marginal move. They don't mortgage the future. I—I I still think this team moves more. Now we're seeing a pattern. They want to move more in the draft than they do anywhere any other place. So maybe that's what they do. They use these picks and maybe some of these contracts to move up in the draft and uh, get a bigger, take a bigger swing on somebody else, a cheaper swing on somebody else contract wise anyway after they have all these big extensions kicking in and stuff and that's part of it but i do think this puts pressure on a group of guys like we i feel like we have now in memphis nine guys you trust generally speaking adams jaw jaron we'll say brooks ish bang you gotta say starting five Brooks is a real player like he's a real nba player you gotta say i think he'll be better after this trade deadline i freaking hope so I think he'll be out of his head. His offense is never going to be great, but I think he's been in his head for a month now. Maybe so. We had Tyus to that list, Brandon Clark, Santi Aldama, and now Luke Kennard. I think we've got nine guys we trust. I think you need ten. So I think this Not like in the really, playoffs. I, I maybe I don't know. You might you might be right. We not, but I feel like we need we want it. We want a tenth just in case something happens. We want somebody else to step up from this group. This only works if we're all healthy. I mean, obviously, injury would stink for any team any year. But it really puts pressure on a group of Zaire, Roddy, LaRavia, and Jitty, even in the regular season, to step up and be something. And I would I would include Tillman in a group you trust, too, but he's like just kind of a – When Adams, Adams comes back, he's out of the rotation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's got a job to do right now, and once his job is done, he's kind of back, to the, back out of the rotation. You're right. Yep. But I just think it puts pressure on Zaire, Roddy, Laravia, and Jitty to step up. Do you have a preference on who steps up from that group or somebody you think will step up? I mean, in the perfect scenario, I would want Zaire or Zaire because he's six foot ten, growing, and can be the most dynamic player. I don't care who steps up. I don't care if it's Roddy. I don't care. It's not going to be Laravia. For some reason, he is so timid when he gets in an NBA game, um, unless it's like trash time and he's playing playing against equals he's tearing it up in the g league like he he's doing what he's supposed to do down there he's he out or he over matches everybody in the g league and can do what he wants and so but i don't think it's gonna be him there's just something right now a block on the nba level that he's just timid he won't take open shots i don't know what it is um honestly like if i was gonna say somebody that's gonna be steady and he has a, such a low ceiling, it'd be Conchar. I'd probably trust him before anybody else. 
really only because you know he's going to try to go in and get rebounds. Yes. He's going to hustle. Most of the time, he's, he's going to do what he's supposed to defensively. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not athletic enough to guard guys one-on-one, and they can they can search him out on pick and rolls. But he's still going to do what he's supposed to do. And if you can hide him a little bit, you can maybe get away with it. And offensively, at the beginning of the year, he shot fine. And, he, again, he's going to be – he's a player's – or he's a coach's favorite player because he's going to be where he's supposed to be all the time. And so if I had to bet on one of them being consistent, it would be him. In a perfect world, it'd be Zaire. I think I'm with you. Uh, maybe maybe this is not like a long-term thing. I, I I really like David Roddy. I saw some people hating on him today, Anthony Sane being one of them on, on Twitter, just like talking about how he's garbage and stuff. And I'm like, he might not be able to contribute this year, but I'm, I'm not ready to like punt and say these guys are done. And he was like yeah. saying, everybody knew Santi was a hooper last year. I'm like, no, no, we didn't. Nobody – there weren't many people. There saying, was flashes, but nobody yeah. was saying, oh, he's going to be good next year. He's going to be a fill-in starting four for us. Exactly. And I don't think it's – I think this trade deadline shows they're not ready to punt on those those younger – that younger group. We'll get back to them later when we talk about the buyout market because I do think the the fact they held on to these guys is pretty significant and might affect how the buyout market actually goes. Um, overall, I'm kind of with you. I was hoping they would do something else in this canard move is secondary, but overall I would, I would say I'm giving a thumbs up it's not a, you know, jumping like a up three off quarter. the couch it's like thumbs a, up. It's like an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, no cell thumbs up. I could get, I could get down with that. Um, but it's, you know, it's not the the biggest thumbs up, but like it's a positive. It's at least a step in the positive direction. And they're freaking second in the West, so maybe they don't have to go as far as we think they need to go uh, to make these moves. They're already pretty good. Let's not forget that three weeks ago that we were ranked number two in ESPN's power rankings. And I think we were three. It was Boston, Denver, us. Mm-hmm. But that we had real NBA championship aspirations. Yeah. And the I know we had a bad stretch. I think our losing streak would have ended at four or so if Steven Adams would be healthy. And then agree. we lost him, and it was like they were trying to figure out rotations, and it's led to this. I think we see how the next week goes up until the All-Star break. you got a tough road. you got Minnesota coming in tomorrow. Boston on Sunday. You got the Lakers next week, who I think was the winner of the deadline. Um, but I, I think let's see where we are at the All Star break. But if you rattle off two or three this week, have a winning record for the week, people are going to have the same conversation that we're legit contenders. And you've already built up enough lead that you should get home court advantage. And we've seen in the West this year that, uh, or in the whole NBA, that. Home court advantage for this year, for whatever reason, has been huge. Nobody's been great on the road, and everybody's been awesome at home. It's massive. So get home court advantage, and and I think we got, no matter what, anytime we step on the court with another team, we got one of the two best players on the floor. Grizzlies now sit at plus 750 to win the West. They are plus 1,400 uh, to win the title. So uh, teams ahead of them would be Philly, the Clippers, Nuggets, Bucks, Suns, and Celtics. They have the Suns. It's the second highest odds right now. Second best the odds. The Clippers thing weirds me out. Me too. Completely. What have they done? Nothing. They announced yesterday that Leonard and George are going to have a reduced minutes load. Um, I I don't know, man. Their whole thing is. And weird. then they're just going to ramp it up at the playoffs. That just I guess. don't work. Kyrie, I mean, uh, not Kyrie, uh, Kawhi against Kyrie. It, last night, Kawhi just didn't look like him. He looked disinterested. Like, I don't know if he's injured still or what, but I that, that's like with them, I feel like I'm just going to – I'll I'll believe it when I actually see it. Let I'm, them run into Dallas again. Luka will tear them up. I, I completely agree. Completely agree with you there. Um, Just kind of closing out the Grizzlies stuff. Uh, you, We didn't get the big fish. But we got, you know, we got a, we got a, we got a good one with Canard. I'm pretty excited about it. But the buyout market might have some big fish. But are the Grizzlies going to go fishing in this pond? This is just a few guys that that I know that are going to be in there. There are probably going to be others. You got Russell Westbrook. You got Patrick Beverly, who I think is going to probably end up in Minnesota. It looks like John Wall, Danny Green, Will Barton. I know others have been mentioned. Those are the ones that jumped off the page to me. Any of those guys? Interest you? Sorry, I was going fishing. Um, it's the easiest one as a Memphis like <laughs> I know Tigers fan to say. <clears throat> I mean, I, of 
those guys that you're talking about, I would say Barton. Again, we need wing depth. He's played a lot of minutes. He was really good a year ago. Yeah, He was put in a role that he was not going to succeed at. They were trying to take the place of Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Like he went from being the fifth guy, sixth guy to like the third third option. Shoot, like that's second. not him. <laughs> yeah, maybe second. So you're saying and he hasn't been great in Washington this year. Um but I mean who would be good in Washington right now? Like right. that team is going nowhere. Um so I would take Barton just because it adds another wing. And if he's your fourth wing, like that's a good good spot from the like I mean, he's your eighth or ninth guy. And you're, you can't tell me that that guy's not going to bring energy off the off the bench. He can defend, at least an average defender. And you never know when he's going to make shots. If he's if he's rolling, you keep him in and let him do his thing. If he if he's not, he's still going to go rebound. He's still going to do the dirty work. So, but I don't know. I don't think they'll go after him. But he's always loved Memphis. I think he still lives here in the off season, mm. or at least visits and works out in the off season. So he still loves the city. He still raves about it. So, I mean, I would I would make a shot at it or take a shot at him. I think the idea is fun, but I think if they weren't willing to move any of these guys in the trade deadline, they're not going to be willing to cut any of them to pick up Will Barton. So, like, I mean, we were talking earlier, like the nine guys they trust, plus those four more that we spoke about, and Xavier Tillman, that gets you to 14. And then you throw Kennedy Chandler in there and makes 15. They got two-way guys. They're going to have to – they would have to cut one of those guys to actually pick somebody up in the buyout market – I do not see them cutting uh, Kennedy Chandler. I do not see them cutting uh, any of the first-round picks from this year, Zaire. I was kind of thinking they might get involved in the buyout market if they made like a three-for-two deal or a two-for-one kind of move, that they might get involved at that point. But now I, they're, they're not going to cut somebody to pick up somebody off the off the buyout market, I don't think. So I think this thing is fun to – Would I? No. No. Uh, I, I guess – Conchar would have been the candidate. It's kind of weird. He's the guy we think was most likely to step up, but he'd probably be the one that I would consider. But his he just signed an extension. Maybe Tillman. But yeah, but his need- extension's like two a year. So I mean, it's so cheap. Like it wouldn't hurt you at all. But you don't want to give up cap space in a in, on a team like this. That's going to be you know fighting, trying to stay under the luxury tax a little bit. I I still don't believe that. I don't think spend. they'll do anything. But if that was the one I would do, it'd be it'd be the perfect fit. Oh, man, but then he's I think like he would the just guy be happy trust. to be here. Yeah, like I don't know, Martin man. Just be happy to be here and just as be like he knows he's gonna have a bench role. He's in a place he's familiar with. Like I think you could keep him happy and, and not disrupt the locker room. You know what I mean? Like you can't bring yeah. in. They wouldn't. But like, could you imagine bringing in a Westbrook or like no John chance. Wall? Like, there's no chance for doing it. But like, they wouldn't want to come here anyways. No, like if it was their last option. Barton would be the only one. I guess you could see like, if I could see somebody getting moved. Maybe, maybe Tillman would make sense too. But I feel like you really need his depth in a you emergency. You need him after Adams. Yeah, you need an emergency big. I mean, you don't have any other. We saw it last year when Adams went out. He played in that Minnesota yeah. series for good or for bad. He was their guy. Yep. And it was good a couple games. Like I mean, it really was good a couple. I mean, games. he won us like game. What was the game three? Two and three, he was really good. The rest of it, game not two. so much. Game two, that's the game we were at. Yeah. He played great in two, and it was pretty good in three, too, if I remember correctly, and then was not great yeah. the rest of the series. Um, Yeah, I, I, I kind of think they're not going to participate just because they don't want to cut people. Um, I would say odds are 10%, and it would depend on who they I'd probably get. put it less than that, to be honest. Pro- yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that's kind of what I would think. You want to share any thoughts on any of the other deals, real fast? We'll just kind of just quick hitter. Just first thing you think of, Katie. To the John Suns. Wall going back to Houston's hilarious. Yeah, um, it's great. Katie, that's just funny. Like you can't write that. No, like the cruel. Like Kevin Hart wouldn't or Dave Chappelle wouldn't make a joke that bad. Right. Um, no, the Katie to Phoenix thing we kind of touched on it earlier. Obviously, it makes them a a favorite. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have. Two scores like that, and one of the greatest – I hate Chris Paul, but he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. So just having those three, got to put them up there. The Kyrie and Dallas thing, I don't see how that works. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how him and Luka can both have the ball. Like, if there's two balls on the floor at a time, like, I'd pick them to win the title. 
But with one ball, I just don't see how it works. Um, other than that, I mean, there was real, really no – like I thought the Nets, for whatever they did, I don't know what they're doing. If they're building for the future, if they're still trying to win now, don't really know what they're doing. But, like, I was just watching them a little bit ago. Like, Dinwiddie's still really good. Like, they still have really good players on their team. So, I don't know. The It was just a weird – like, how many second-round picks got traded today? Like, 50. 35? I don't know. Like, it was outrageous. I think Jay Crowder to Milwaukee's good for that team. Um, Like, you got him, P.J. Tucker. Like, they're going to fight somebody. Tucker's on the Sixers. T- oh, that's right. Tucker's on the he, Sixers. My bad. Crowder is the new Tucker. The Crowder's the new. So when <laughs> the Sixers and Bucks play each other, they're going to fight. He's PJ uh, Tucker 2.0. That's right. I forgot he. I forgot he's on the Sixers. He doesn't show up to the playoffs anyways. Like exactly. that's the only time his name gets spoken about. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of of the other ones. I don't know if there was any like uh, Josh Hart to uh, to the Knicks. Like the video was cool. Um, oh, the Brunson thing! I loved that. That was such a wholesome, yeah. like, just just really cool moment. Like, I, I I've really he, grown into a Brunson fan. I, I really the, I really like him. I do too. You know the trade that I wish, or the guy we I wish we would have gone after. In my head, I I thought earlier in the day this would be the perfect thing. If we got OG Ananobi or Mikael Bridges, I didn't think that was going to happen. But if you got OG, because that was the rumor. And then and then had Eric Gordon like traded and got oh. him. Like if you were like that would have, I think people would have been talking about the Grizzlies as a NBA contender because yep. if you bring Eric Gordon off the bench and OG in the starting five ship off Dylan wherever he needs to go, I think that would have been like that would have been my A plus trade deadline day. I feel that way. He uh, Gordon's a secondary ball handler too, and I think that's important. Although he did kind of like choke away the Rockets game last night with a you know fouling uh the Aaron Fox at the three point line. Uh, I think that three was shots uh, to see you later. Yeah. That was like my parting gift. Yeah, my parting <laughs> gift. Here's an, here's a loss to help your tanking cause, Houston. There you go. The one we haven't talked about that I do think was worth we need to mention uh, on our on our pod is the Wolves Lakers Jazz three team deal. This is the other big one, I think. This is one that man, that one happened like so long ago now that I almost forgot. Like that's better. There was so crazy. much that happened between that one and the last trade. That's, it's that's it was wild. like a like a seven p.m. move last night. I was sitting down at the dinner table and I see this. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like all the guys yeah. that I potentially wanted, not all of them, but a lot of them. I was like, you know, I was kind of hoping we got that guy and that guy and that guy too, not him. But how did the Lakers I, do it? I don't know, man. I, like, you feel that way about the Lakers all the time. It's like, how did they? How did they talk somebody into doing this? Like, this is. It feels like uh, is Adam Silver giving them a little pat on the back, saying, hey, "Thanks this. for keeping our franchise great, man." We got. If keep I was Denver, because the best they're going to be able to get to is probably eight in the play-in. I don't think they're going to get to the six-seven or the seven-eight uh, seed. Yeah. So they're going to play for the eight, eight seed, and then if they got the eight seed. And Denver's number, I would be scared to death. Yeah. Looks better than it did yesterday. I know that much. Like now, I think I saw a stat where before the trade deadline, they had three players that shot over 35% from three. Now they got six. It's absolute banana. And that's what you put about LeBron. That's what you put around LeBron. Yep. And say, here's here's the ball. You're the point guard again, because he will be the point guard. Yep. And you're just surrounding him with shooting. Like they couldn't have had a better trade deadline. I think they really did a great job there, um, and and I think Darvin Ham's going to be able to coach it the way he wants to, you know, in a, in a pretty good way. And I, I, they're scary. They're, I would not want to face them in the first round. I, I, but they got to make the playoffs first. I mean, they're thirteenth right now, I think. So it's like they're going to have to. They, they're like three and a half out of eight or something, four and a half out of eight or something like that. Everything's real compacted there, uh, you know, but it, it could happen. And they're only like yeah. six out of or seven out of like fourth place. Yeah, I mean, it, they can get oh, hot, yeah, dude. but like, yeah. I also like, I just don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I would still I'm be I'm predicting hesitant. they'll be 10th, and then they got to win two games in a row. And it could happen. It, I mean, I, I would definitely say that. And I'm not like, betting against LeBron in the play, you know, in a, in a playing game like that to not go drop 50 and – 15 and 10 and just carry him like he's proved that he can still do it 
they could get to the play in for sure. I I could I could totally see that. But uh, there's still something weird about that team. Like Davis's reaction the other day when he actually when when LeBron broke weird. the record. There's just something strange brewing there too. And he's I, a weird I, cat. I hope these. I, it'd be cool to see LeBron in the playoffs again as long as it's not against us. Uh, I do think they're better. I like the Beasley move. I like getting Vanderbilt. I mean, add, add some extra size in there. I thought the move. To I get, like Russell if he's not handling the ball. I don't like D'Angelo Russell. I think he's a losing player. But he player. is not handling the ball. That's what we think. He's just there to shoot. They got a lot of guys. I know that it's a team full of decent players now. It's like you, you, you have guys and that they told Pat Bev they get on out of there. Ow. Yeah, I, I wonder Ow. what else had happened. Something else had to have happened there. I don't know. Yeah, Can't not really sure, um, but I do like the uh, the Wolves side of that for them. I hate it for us. I think getting uh, Mike Conley instead of D'Angelo Russell. Um, hey, you'll see him tomorrow night. I will. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking. That made that game a lot more interesting. A lot more interesting, especially maybe we could see Luke Kennard too. And uh, yeah, I, I'll be really interested to see. I I, I hope he's playing tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm. I feel like they're better. Like I think they needed a distributor, and I think this is like finally what they should have done in the offseason, where it's just turn the keys over to Mr. Anthony Edwards. They gave up way too much for Rudy Gobert. Like Edwards and Towns is a winning combination. And I think they had a really good setup going there and tinkered with it too much. Conley might be able to bring the best out of Gobert. They were really good together in the pick and roll in Utah. Um, I would be interested to see that. I hope it doesn't happen just because I, I Minnesota is a team that I, I think is a tough matchup. Uh, they're, they're a good team. They're one of those teams in the, the West is so compact. I don't want to see them. Exactly. But I feel that way about everybody in the West now, really, if I'm being honest, like the whole, the whole West is tough and every series is going to end up being a dog fight. My, uh, other moves we're talking about just really quick. The Clippers got a haul today. They got they got rid of some stuff, but they got Eric Gordon, they got Mason Plumley, they got Bones Highland. I thought that I think they're better than they were, but not much better. I do like Bones the Mason the guy Plumley. Bones got the YMCA move. going Kobe. Yeah, I think the Mason Plumley move was was a nice little uh, addition for them. It helps with the size behind Zubots. Uh, he's a little more athletic than than Zubots. My favorite move under the radar was we talked about it earlier was Josh Hart to the Knicks. I love the reuniting there with Jalen Brunson, and I just think he's a like I think he's a good player, and he seems like the prototype Tom Thibodeau. I liked guy. him in New Orleans. I wish he would have been on our like we could have got him somehow. Yeah, way he, he was play, one he plays like. so hard, and uh, he, he's like a better version of like what you love about Conchar that he rebounds. That dude had like fourteen rebounds the other night. I mean, he he's he, super athletic too. He crashes the glass. I mean, yeah. he's a, he was like their second best rebounder. He's he really he really gets after it. I like high effort, high energy players like that. Any other thoughts on the trade deadline before we move to the Not Super really. Bowl? I think that's it. I, I predict Phoenix won't win the NBA title and won't win the Western Conference. That's what I think, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that. Phoenix will not win. I would say that. If, if I, could, I don't know what the bet would be on it, but I do not think they'll win the West. I do not think they'll win the title. Uh, I think they do not have if enough. If Denver depth. ends the number one seed, which I yeah. like they're on course of locking that up, um, that is a hard place to have to go win a game mm-hmm. like that is the hardest place to go win a game in the NBA. My, my money's on them and they got the best player in the NBA right now. I think oh. Jokic, I know Giannis is it's one, a one B, but that guy controls a game from the top of the key. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like he just, he's so smart. Everything he, uh, he's so, it's, he's so fun to watch and it's so fundamental. I love it. I love it. They're currently fourth in odds over at uh, at DraftKings at plus eight hundred. That's crazy. Eight to one on the Nuggets to win the title, and I mean, it's just crazy. He's they're the almost, best player in the NBA. Yeah, they're almost double the odds of. Uh, but because he's chubby, they're almost double the odds of the Suns, and uh, I, I, th- I think that's pretty good value if you're looking for a team in the West. They do have the, the second best odds in the West. The uh, sports books are chubbism. They got some chubbism going on. Maybe we all do a little bit. But you know, <laughs> I see it when I look in the mirror every day, so I'm used to it. I'm good. I like Jokic. Like he's like Superman, Marcus All. Yeah. Oh man, he's so awesome. He's 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 something special. One quick thing I wanted to say before we move to the Super Bowl thing was the uh, kind of the elephant in the room with Dylan Brooks, um, with fans booing him on Monday night. Now I think that it happened. Was not booze. It wasn't that bad. Like, honestly, people are making a bigger deal about it. But the other thing is that like the the players heard it, and I think the fans like have every right to do that. 
I don't, I won't do it myself. I'm not going to boo my own team. I'll yell and say like, God, what are you doing? Why are you shooting that shot? Uh, can you hit one finally someday soon? Can you hit the broad side of a barn? Can you stand next to the ocean and throw the ball into it? I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm going to crack jokes and, you know, murmur about it, moan about it, but I, you probably won't hear me booing. I hope that now that he's here, we know he's not leaving. I think the boos came from the fact that fans want him gone, but now he's here. And I think fans need to be supportive because if not, like this could be, you only make it worse. This could be one of those moments that leads to the clock starting to tick for Ja. Oh, they hate Dylan. Yep. They see how how much he busts his tail, and you know, well, well, I bust my tail too. Uh, they must hate me too. You know, like you know that that kind of thing. You got to see like maybe these fans are not appreciative. You know, that, that kind of thing. Don't want to see that. You don't want him to sour on it. I I will be standing and cheering for Dylan Brooks tomorrow. Uh, because he will be a Memphis Grizzly for the remainder of the year. So, and, and I, I was ready for him to go. I guarantee you, tomorrow the cheers will be louder than anything else for Dylan Brooks. I hope so. I hope he gets a. I hope everyone stands when his name is called. It won't happen. And, that, and honestly, it was more groans and just, oh, he's shooting again, than boo. Like it was just like a, like people are letting go of like that deep breath, just like, here he goes, he's shooting again, like. I think it was more of that than it was just boo, you suck. Yeah, a lot of uh, the people, some people who were there were saying it wasn't as bad as people made it sound, but there were definitely some people doing it. Um, anyway, we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm I'll be uh, I'll report back on Monday what it was like on Friday. Um, looking forward to going there to, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I do want to um, before before we get out of here, I do want to talk some Super Bowl. So we're gonna take a break. And uh, we'll come back and talk about the the football game happening on Sunday. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I got you singing <clears throat> on there. <laughs> little little humming yeah. there. Nice little Just transition. Off. <laughs> Just off in my own world. That's what we're doing. It's okay. <coughs> well, we're back. We're going to talk uh, Super Bowl. Yes, who's back? Back again. Back again. I was going to see if you're going to keep going. I just know what happened. <laughs> Tell a friend. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk Super Bowl. Just a kind of general preview back. of it. I'll just Guess go right back. into it. Who you Guess got? Back. And why? You're still going. Who do I have winning the Super Bowl and why? Is this what I want to happen? Can I first answer the question by who I want to win? You want the Eagles to win. So you know where my allegiance lies before we get into this. <laughs> I want the Chiefs to win. Said it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever, two weeks ago. Or was that Monday? Whenever it was. I want it's the been a while. Chiefs to beat the Eagles because I hate the Eagles. They're my least... They're the most hated team in the NFL, according to me. So I want the Chiefs to win. Who do I think is going to win? I think the Eagles will win. I've said it. It was the same thing. It's like deja vu from the Tampa Bay Chiefs game in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Tampa Bay, I know y'all's line was, was hurt or whatever, but the point remains the same. They could get to Mahomes with four. And you can drop seven and run coverage. Like it, it changes the whole game when you don't have to blitz him. He is amazing against the blitz. So if you can rush four and and just have guys that stay in, the Eagles have outstanding and outstanding secondary. Like their secondary is really good. Um, it's probably like I know there's some holes, but they just they can stay with the guys long enough for four guys to get to the quarterback. So if they got four rushing and can and can create a little pressure, make Mahomes bail out on that ankle, um, you don't want him to extend plays, but you want to be able to make him move a little bit, right? Get off his get off his uh, receivers and have to go to checkdowns and things like that. Make him go through his progression, with and it's got to be with four because if you blitz, you're going to get tore up. Um, you really don't have to run about worry about the run at all with the Chiefs. Like their screen game is from what I see. You watch them more. But from what I see, their screen game is their run game. Like I just don't think with um, with that defensive line, they're going to be able to run much, anyways. So 
you know, get to them with four. And then on the offensive side, they run the ball, keep, keep possession, um, which they're really good at and limit the time that Mahomes is on the field. Like that's the key. Keep the ball, get first downs and be able to rush four. You can beat the chiefs. That's their weakness. And the Eagles are the absolute best at that. And the front seven on both the offensive or the, the offensive line and the defensive line are two of the best on each side. They're just amazing. So um, I think the Eagles will win. I want the Chiefs to win. Would you take the Eagles, if you were betting, would you take the Eagles minus one and a half? Yeah, my philosophy on that, maybe it's <laughs> probably why I don't win. If it's one and a half, like minus one and a half, go ahead and give me two. Like, you know what it takes to win a game by one? Like just the odds of winning a game by one, so I would I'd just say take almost give me two. Yeah, like if the Eagles are going to win, like I'm taking more than one point. You know what I mean? I think if I was taking one at minus one and a half, a lot of times I just take the money line. Uh, in in that situation, it's kind of tough. But yeah, I will not be taking the Eagles money line for obvious reasons. Uh, I, you know who I'm going to pick to win. It's obvious, but I'm going to try to give enough reason why here. Um, so the Eagles rushing attack is really everything to them. And, uh, it hasn't been great with the exception or recently with the exception of a couple games against the giants in terms of a yards per carry basis, their two highest games, the ones that actually make them look dangerous happen against the New York giants who did not have a great run defense, for being honest. Not a really good defense at all. I don't think they're going to be able to dictate the entire pace of the game unless they get up two scores. If they get up two scores, I think they'll win the game. I don't know if they're going to get up two scores. Uh, The weakness in the Eagles defense happens to be over the middle, which is where a guy named Travis Kelsey lives. And I think that could be a problem. The Chiefs are really good passing over the middle. I uh, I kind of think both of these teams. It's a it's a weird, cool matchup where I think both of these teams actually have advantages in the places where the other team has disadvantages. You mentioned it with the Eagles in the front four, you know, being able to attack the Chiefs' offensive line, which is good. It's a good offensive line, but it's not as good as Philly's defensive line, and maybe not having to worry about the run game that kind of stuff. It's it's going to be a fascinating matchup. I I genuinely think that this is going to be a really good uh, a really good Super Bowl. I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to watching it. It's kind of weird. I'm not as excited about the Super Bowl as I am going to the Grizzlies game tomorrow night. I don't know if it's just a nerves thing or what, or the fact that we just such an emotional win beating uh, beating Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. I'm kind of still riding that high. I've been way more into the trade deadline, but I, I if I'm really focusing on on it, I I think the Chiefs. It's it's tough to bet against Mahomes. Like it's just tough to it's tough to bet against him. He tends to come up big in these spots. I I do worry about the front four, but I, I going back to what I was saying about the run game. If Philly can't run the ball exceptionally well, they're going to have to throw. And I know the receivers are great, but if you're telling me that we could take the Chiefs can take away the run game and put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands as a passer, well, I feel pretty good about those odds. And we're talking about the passer versus, you know, then it becomes a Mahomes versus Hurts battle, and that's an obvious one. Now, if the Chiefs can't stop the run, that's a different story. In the past, a lot of times the Chiefs have decided to play the pass and allow teams to get some yards. They used to do this with Lamar Jackson all the time, and they would, you know, they would – the Eagles run the run their offense a little differently than what the Ravens did, but they would kind of let the Ravens get three, four yards of carry and then kind of hope they would get bored with it and they'd pass and throw an incompletion on third down and kick back to them. And it would work a lot of times. Like it was, they'd say, all right, this play's only get you three, four yards. Go ahead and take it. And then hopefully we can get a negative play in there at some point and you're going to have to either, you're going to have to pass and put the ball in Hurts' hands or, you know, you're going to, you know, not be able to get this first down. That's always kind of been a philosophy. I also, I don't know how Hurts is against the Blitz. And the Chiefs bring pressure like crazy. Spagnolo is one of the best at coming up with uh, 
exotic blitzes and coverages and things like that. And it comes down to this. This is uh, always important. We talked about the importance of a coach the other day. You give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare. I know it's a great defense. You give Spagnuolo two weeks to prepare for that, for the Eagles offense. I feel pretty good about that. Like, I mean, I'm okay either way as a fan. Obviously, I want the Chiefs to win. But honestly, I feel okay. I feel okay either way. I'm happy they made it here. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun game. I, I'm more excited about the NBA right now. And Sunday, Does this I'm sure feel like the least hyped Super Bowl? It, it feels that way, but I only think it's because the NBA trade deadline dominated all the conversation this week. Like, you had such big stars well, that moving. LeBron becoming the all-time yeah. winning scorer. And, um, the NBA yeah, owns I don't know. Super just, Bowl week. It just feels weird. Like, it feels like nobody cares. And I wonder if it's already because there's a there's – a, like, with the Patriots, when they were in the Super Bowl all the time, like, people hated the Patriots. Like, there was, like, this vitriol for the Patriots winning. Like, the Chiefs are really good. And they've been in contention, winning, or at least there for the past five years. But it doesn't feel like they're like this overwhelming, like great team. Like there's no chance that somebody else is going to come and win the game, right? Like they could have got beat. There's people predicting the Bengals to win, and then the Eagles are just boring. Like just to be like their offense is boring. The way they play is boring. Like they don't have this. Like I know Jalen Hurts got. I don't know. It just feels like there's not like these storylines of like you know last year los angeles like and the rams being there like in los angeles they're playing at home and then tampa like the covid year is like tom brady's super first super bowl back with with tampa not with not with the patriots like if, and then the chiefs first one was like mahomes was like this lovable like the up and coming like it was a cool story you know what i mean it just feels like you don't have on either side it's just like eh, whatever like there's no good story outside of like the kelsey brothers I, I was gonna say I think this is one of the most like chock full of storylines Super Bowls ever, especially like the but two no top ones. Big story. Well, I think it's the chance for like Mahomes to get back on the 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 path of being like an all time great. I think he's already gonna be that anyway. But like it kind of puts him on that in, in this group that's like, okay, he has a chance to finish in the bucket under Brady if he wins this one. It's like kind of But it also to me just shows that like even though Mahomes is the most popular to like kids. Mahomes is not as popular to like mainstream. I don't know. I don't know if that, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I have a skewed view of it. I can't get put myself in just straight mainstream casual viewer. I think he's the face yeah, of the like, NFL. I mean, he's the face of the NFL. He's the most popular player in the league. Um, he will be, he but he's is. still like Brady's until he retired was the most popular player in the league. Like wasn't close. Like, by far, like, nobody's on that level of, of Brady as far as being popular. Like, he's the most popular guy as far as football goes in the world. I really don't think the matchup has much to do with it. I think it's the fact that the the NBA was so dominant this week. This has just seemed like an odd, like, Maybe wildly just, entertaining week from the NBA with Durant, with Irving, with, you know, Westbrook and the Lakers, you know, and, and then uh, LeBron – Doing what he did, you know, breaking the score. I do wonder if there's some steam though, like of the refs and like the way the two championship games turned out. I don't think I so. I do wonder if that's any of it. I mean, maybe we're not as excited about it, but we're also kind of in the position of being a fan of a contending team in the NBA and being glued to the trade that's deadline. True. And I, I do think that's been the dominant news story, especially in the in our But in I will say, circle. even watching McAfee earlier, like he said he said this is like one of the most or like the least hyped Super Bowls that he remembers. It's just and, a weird, a weird thing. But then like watch it on Sunday and be like the highest rated game ever. Well, yeah, but maybe it's it doesn't Super need Bowl. the like, hype. Maybe it's such a good matchup that it doesn't need the like hype. the most exciting thing I'm, uh, you know, for the Super Bowl that like I'm ready for is, is Rihanna. Like that's, I am ready for the halftime show. Spoken like a true Cowboys fan. The halftime show is going to be great. No, that's Love speaking of a true Rihanna fan. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, talk. We got enough about the the actual game itself. Let's talk about uh, some props. Let's just go rapid let's fire on these. You ready? All right. I'm gonna write them down. Okay. Who will win? You got the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Eagles just to be different. I don't want them to win, but I'm gonna go Eagles. Okay. Number one, who will win Super Bowl Fifty Seven? I got the Chiefs. Humps got the Eagles. All right. Number two, who will be? 
the Super Bowl 57 MVP? Uh, because I got the Eagles, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I feel like I have to go Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But picking, for that. We, we almost need like a second category. Like if you had to pick a non quarterback, who would it be? I would, uh, is Travis Kelsey too easy too? <laughs> Chris who Jones. Who's the one that I heard people talking about was Chris Gain or, uh, Gainwell. I, yeah. Gainwell. It'd be such you long said Chris odds. Jones, right? Yeah. Gainwell. Yeah. Like if you're going to bet odds, like he'd be one. Yeah. If I was going AJ longer Brown. on that. Non quarterbacks, I'd I'd go. Uh, but you got Mahomes, I got Hurts. Okay, go with that one. Which team will score first? Chiefs. I'm gonna say Philly. Uh, if the Chiefs win the toss, they always defer, and they kind of stink defending first drives. All right, All right. Will the first score be a touchdown, field goal, or safety? Field goal. I'll say touchdown. Which team will win the first half? Eagles. I think they have to be up at half if they're going to win. I'm going to say Eagles as well. Especially if the Chiefs defer, kind of going on that same line. It's all in a coin flip, but they can be trailing in half and still be in kind of control of the game. Over or under 50 points scored? The over actually sits at 50. The over the total actually sits at 51 right now, but the, the prop sheet that we're using has uh, 50 on here. Over or under 50 points scored? Mm, I'm going to go over. I'm going under. I think we're looking at a lower scoring game. These defenses are both really good. Which team will cover the spread? Eagles minus one, Chiefs plus one. It's well, let's say let's say the actual accurate spread right now. Eagles minus one and a half, Chiefs plus one and a half. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Eagles. Chiefs. I think they're going to win. They're obviously going to cover the plus one and a half. Yep. Which quarterback has more passing yards? Mahomes. I'm I'm gonna go the opposite way on here, and I'm gonna say Hurts because they're half. I think by the end of, by the fourth quarter they're gonna have to throw. The narrative, the script right. that I have in my head is that they're gonna be the Eagles will be winning at half. The Chiefs take over in the third quarter. You know what they say about overthinking bets, right? Oh yeah, I'm totally overthinking. This ain't, what, what are we betting on this? Or are we just guessing? <laughs> Another six pack. Yeah, they'll wear nothing. <laughs> Let's go. All right, over or under six and a half total touchdowns. Trying to do some math in my head here. I'm going under. I'm going to think. Um, I think it's six on the dot. I'll go over because I got the over on points. So I feel like I kind of have to. That'd be a lot of field goals, a lot of wasted possessions there. Did not score touchdowns. Next one. Which half will have more points? First or second? Second. I'll go second. Will Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? Yes. Yes. I'll go yes. Will A.J. Brown score a touchdown? Yes. No. Will any non-quarterback score two touchdowns? Negative, Ghost Rider. I'm going to say yes. And which player? Non-quarterback. Any non-quarterback score two touchdowns? I feel like Kelsey would be an obvious one. I think Pacheco could happen. You know who I think could actually do it if the Chiefs are behind and having to throw? Who could be a fun bet for two touchdowns is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he yeah. has a nose for the end zone. Uh, totally happen. I could totally see Miles Sanders doing it too. All right. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no just because that's. I just feel like there's always some random stuff that happens in the Super Bowls. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes over or under 295 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say over for. I think if you're the Eagles and want to win, you got to keep them under that. Yeah. I'm going to say over. I think he's just over three. Jalen Hurts over under 237 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under because if they're going to win, they're going to have to run the ball a lot and keep possession. I'm going to say over. I got a feeling that at some point they're going to be trailing. I think it'll be late in the game and they're going to have to throw. And the Chiefs are really not great when they get in those situations, when they have to kind of be in like preventative defense. It uh, doesn't work out great for them. So I'm going to say he goes over that number. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco over under 48 and a half rushing yards. All right. Can I just say that 
this dude, I feel like, is like the dog that's more bark than bite. Like, I, I, I don't watch that many games, but I just feel like he, like, every time he gets hit, he stands up like he just had, like, the greatest run ever, and it'd be like a three-yard gain. And I feel like people like just because he ends the run with a big hit. Everybody knows you so, just hate the Chiefs, so that's what's that's what this comes down to. No, no, it's annoying. Like I just find him very annoying. Like he's not great. So I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say under too, but I find his running style to be pretty fun. Like I think he's kind of like a guy that's always on the angry run segment where he's Patrick Mahomes said in training camp he runs like he's mad at the ground. And I think if you watch him run, he he's kind of a he's a violent, unpolished runner. And I feel like he, he doesn't know it's going to sound bad, but it doesn't. It almost seems like he does not sure what he's doing out there as a running back. It's a reason why he's not in on third down a lot of time because he's not the the pass protector that McKinnon is. But he uh, he runs so angrily, man. Like he's he really runs hard. And yeah, I know I think, he gets three yards and acts like he just picked up forty. After he learns the the more technical aspects of NFL running back, he's he's going to be really good. I think he's super athletic and super fast. So All right, Miles over? Sanders over under sixty and a half rushing yards. You went over on Pacheco. No, under. I'm under on Pacheco. Oh, you went under. I think he'll be right around forty. All right, uh, Miles Sanders. I'm going to go over. I'm going under. Sixty and a half is a lot for a team with a lot of running backs. And a decent rushing defense. Although the Chiefs like may just let him run. Like they, they might be fine with letting it happen a little bit. Over or under four and a half total sacks. <clears throat> Man, that one's tough. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say over. Mahomes is really good at not getting sacked, but I think he's probably gonna get sacked a couple times by that Eagles defense. Um I would imagine at least one or two. And I think the uh, the Chiefs can get to to Hurts a couple times, especially if they force him into some third and long uh, at some point. And it was just too right. great. I mean, honestly, it's the two best pass rushing teams in the NFL. Like they were first but and also, second in the league in sacks. Like the Eagles' offensive line is really good, and so is – I mean, Kansas City's offensive line has been pretty good this whole year. So, And like you said, Mahomes doesn't take sacks normally. With the ankle, maybe it takes a little bit more, but – and then Hurts just he gets away from so much stuff. So that's a tough um, call. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a really one. cool. That, that's a really interesting bet. That particular one right there. All right, and then the bonus. If we have a tiebreaker, the bonus is how many exact points in the game? You're going fifty five. Fifty five. I'm gonna say I was on the under at fifty, so I'm gonna say. Hmm. I'm going to say 48, 27-21. I got 31-24. I could see it. I could totally see it. Chiefs had the ball, last possession. Mahomes can't can't throw a touchdown on the last second throw. You would love that, I'm sure. You're going to be off. I'm telling you, I want the Chiefs to win. You're going to be like mad either way. <laughs> I think I, you can't I, stay in the Chiefs. I'm so excited for the halftime performance. <laughs> There was odds on Rihanna's first song she's gonna play, and uh, oh, I forgot nah, what. Nah, what's my name? I realized how few Rihanna songs I knew when that happened. I'm like, I know the new one from uh, from Black Panther. Oh, <laughs> she'll be great. Yeah, I think she's she'll gonna be pull. Good too. She's gonna bring out people like Jay Z's coming out. Like I don't know, she'll have something. Like if she'll probably bring. I hope she brings Paul McCartney out and do four, and does four or five seconds. You can't, so bring bring out bring Kanye. Out Kanye. <laughs> you can't bring out Kanye. You can't bring out Kanye. But I feel like she knows so many people, and they said it's going to be like a celebrity-type performance. So I feel like it's going to be like that. Um, I don't know. She'll just be – she'll kill it. I'm hey, excited. bonus question. What is your favorite Super Bowl halftime performance? So, like, I, like everybody says, like, Michael Jackson, Prince. Like, those are, like, the two. I don't really remember many halftime performances. Like the one that I remember is Beyonce hmm. and the Justin Timberlake thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, there's no other halftime performance. Like just sitting here going, Oh man, that was 
amazing. Like really, Beyonce is the only one that I really remember. I thought Prince was great. But like, see, I, don't, I wasn't. You weren't. You weren't that old when that when that happened. You, yeah. And I don't think you had the appreciation for Prince yet. I think I, I didn't just really had know it. any Prince songs at all. Yeah, it is great. The most it, I knew about Prince, I th- when did he do it? Uh, was it two thousand six? Maybe. So it was the in Miami. best thing I knew about Prince was like Chappelle show, and they would be like game blouses. Like that's what I knew about Prince. At yeah. That point. <laughs> um. Okay. One more question. Someone who hasn't done the halftime show but would be good at the halftime show. You're asking the wrong Taylor Swift. That's what I think. That's uh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That but was like mine from too. my point of view, like Luke Combs, I think he could do it. I honestly think he's like. To I me, think he's he has probably the crossover. only country star right now who's big enough. He has the, enough crossover. Yeah, he's got crossover for sure. Big appeal. rap stinks live. So yeah. except for like Dr. Dre last year was cool. That is one that I did enjoy. That one was good. It was Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop? Like that was good. But really, like rap's terrible live. Um, Could nobody Drake cares be about rock music. I still think rap's just terrible because they don't. There's no performance. You know, there's like no singing. Like there's yeah. no like this. It's all behind like a uh, audio, like it's just, um, like nobody cares about rock anymore. So, like, what rock band's gonna come out and be great? I think the Foo Fighters um, are the last rock band that could do it. But even still, like that's just not the venue or time or place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought the weekend would have been really good, but I did too. This was, it was okay. Like it. it was but all not, right. Not awesome. Like you need somebody like a, a beyond like. Well, now that we're talking about it, like I remember more of them. But like even the J Lo one was good. But it's because like I feel like they're performers. Like they're performing to a like it's a whole different thing. Like that I'm still genre, like block. Beyonce, J Lo, like Rihanna. Like it's a totally different genre and totally different type of live performance. Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of anybody that could do it like on their own. Um like, probably Kanye before all this crap. Yeah, he could have. Because he could have brought out so many people to do it. Yeah, I I really don't I can't think of anybody else that that I would feel like awesome about that, that hasn't already done it too. Um like Timberlake would be really good if he had it just for yeah. himself. <clears throat> like John Mayer, he's popular, but I don't think he feels like Super Bowl halftime. Like he's somebody who would appeal to a lot of people. He'd be but, very princey though. Yeah, but that worked. <laughs> Usher. Yeah. <laughs> and sing to the losing team. You got it. You got it bad. These are my confessions. Yeah, I could. I could see it. You make me wanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hey, one more thing before we get out of here. Uh, special shout out to a couple of uh, former students and players who I uh, taught back at Barris Chapel. Uh, who were both nominated for the Player of the Year in the state of Tennessee. Mr. Basketball uh, nominee Seth Granberry, former Barris Chapel Wildcat. I want to give shout him a out. shout out. Uh, he is turned. He he's, he was a good player as a sixth grader, but uh, he's he's really made an even better player out of himself. And uh, I'm really really impressed with what with what he's done. I keep seeing his name out there. Uh, good on you, Seth. Proud for of sure, you. For sure. For sure. And uh, Mallory Collier. Uh, she is a <clears throat> a center for the Bartlett High School girls team. Shout out. And uh, she is headed to North Carolina State. And she's nominated for the uh, the Miss Basketball Award uh, for the state Shout of Tennessee. Out. And I actually talked about her uh, to Avery the other day. And I, I remember her when she came out for the basketball team in sixth grade. She was tall. like, And, and she, she you could see the potential. But she had a long way to go. And I've never seen a kid put in as much work as Mallory Collier has since she was a sixth grader. And she was like, her, her job was just to stand there. We would talk about like fouls and stuff. I can't say enough about the coaches that were out there that worked closely with her about her family and how much time they dedicated. I mean, she's been to every camp imaginable. Like she really, really, really made a great player out of herself and had gotten herself a, a, scholarship to North Carolina state, which, you know, last year, I think when she signed, they were like number three in the country at the time, uh, you know, in, in the, in the top 25, it's a great basketball program. Uh, looking forward to seeing what Mallory does and looking forward to seeing what Seth does. Um, just really proud of both of them, former students 
got to watch him play a lot of basketball at a very young age and uh doing Bears Chapel proud man of doing doing the That's hometown awesome. the home school uh really proud good on you guys and uh keep keep doing your thing and represent and do your thing good job way to go absolutely shout out shout out baby anything else That's before awesome. we get out of here That's it let's go Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. There should be a good reaction Monday either way. Yeah, it's either going to be a celebration or a therapy session. We've already done one of those therapy sessions, so maybe we can have a celebration. Yeah. You'll be one to record at 5 a.m. on Monday if they win. I will record Sunday night if we win. It might be a solo show. but I won't be in a state of mind to do that. We'll see. We'll see. I think Williams, I'll be in a country state of mind. Yes, sir. All right, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll talk to you soon. I feel like I did a lot of singing. That was that was a very musical episode. Felt right to close. A little with karaoke the, going on yeah. there. We're gonna get some words to this exit beat. I'm gonna stop. No beatboxer. No. No Bismarcky.